This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dale Green was like, your hands are great, man, but your feet are better. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what? Mm. He's like, man, you're sitting here trying to punch everybody, but your feet are stuck in sand. It is what it is, man. That's one I definitely think I should have won. I don't cry about awards. It doesn't make or break me. Mm-hmm. But 10 picks as a corner, man. come on. You got to think the situation that propelled him to start was because we sucked. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. If you like what you hear, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com slash allthingscovered. So make sure you subscribe and turn on your alerts so you can get the show right away. Pat P, what are we going to cover on this episode? Hey, yo, Mac, I'm, I'm kind of hyped about this one, man. We get oh, to talk man. to one of the greatest to do it oh, at for real position. Goat. Oh, for real yeah. goat. Yeah, man. Also, he's a member of the SEC as well. So we will have, you know, like we said, one of the greatest to ever do it at our position. Champ mm. Bailey will be joining the show with us soon. Stay tuned. Get your to popcorn. Hear all the great conversation. Maybe you might even get a little bit of insight on how to be great. Stay tuned. Get your popcorn. First quarter of our show, it's time to chop it up. But this chopping it up segment is a little different. We're going to talk about the here and now. And the here and now for our very own Pat P. Oh, by the way, hold on. Just say, look at my guy. Look at my guy, Gaten, man. Look at, look at that. Look at this, man. Look you got that doing. sad today. I got that sad. Authentic. <laughs> this ain't no soft number. This is real. This this that, hard this, that, that hard number. This ain't no soft. This ain't the replica. <laughs> you know, when you go get a jersey, you can't get the replica that fold easily. You got to get the hard number. That's when you know you're authentic. <laughs> you got to fold gonna around wear, the number. Yeah, I was going to try to wear it, but this is like a game-worn jersey. It was going to actually fit like a halter top, so I couldn't really put it on. I didn't know if that was appropriate. <laughs> but I got it. My, my guy came and laced me up real decent, real decent, real decent. <laughs> so with this jersey, and I don't know if you guys have been following Pat P on social media. Make sure you follow him. He's been giving us little, little ins and outs of what is going on in Minnesota. They're currently in OTA practices, and mm. I've been hearing the majority of the guys have been in attendance there for the Vikings, which is a good sign. Before we get into the ins and outs of OTAs, there was a video that the Vikings social media page, Instagram put out for us to see on their story. Make sure you follow the Vikings Instagram page also. Show of Pat P coming out of the locker room with that white number seven on, and he had a helmet in his hand. I think it was the right <laughs> hand. He had a helmet. Yeah, you know, no. last week, remember last week on our show, you fans of our show, you know, I, I, was, I, was, I was talking to Pat about since he went back to his High school, college number. It's only right that they go back to that, that helmet, that swagged out helmet, the, the, the shuts, the shuts, right? Yeah, shuts. So, Pat P, and you personally, you sent me a text of the video talking, check this out, check this out. <laughs> hey, man, so what was, what, so, so you went back to your old school helmet with the visor? Yeah, I'm going back to the old school, man. Oh, man. Hey, Pat, please tell the people what I text you. You remember what I text you? Oh, yeah. uh, when you sent me the video and I looked at the video, what was my oh. response? You remember what I said? <laughs> tell them what I said, Pat. Let them know what I said. 
I'm gonna I'm go back and I'm gonna read about Bayard. Let me go. Yeah, back. let him yeah. know what I said. Let him know what Max he said. said. <laughs> he said, "Yes, sir." His ass cutting time now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what the time is now. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yeah, it's go time, man. I, I, I went. I, you know, I took your advice, man. I said, "Yeah, let me go. I'm gonna go ahead and put the shut back." And on. you had that vibe. You had a hey. nice vibe on that thing too, right? Yeah, that thing had that little light purple tint on. Hey, that mm. thing. Mm. Hey, but Mac. So I go. I go up to Dennis. I was like, "Man, Dennis, man. You know, I think I want to make the trade, the change back to my um to my old helmet." Yeah. He was like, "Ah, P. Mm, this thing is at the bottom of the uh the helmet thing." I was like, "Oh man." I said, "Let me let me at least try it on. Let me let me. You know what I mean? Let me go out there and practice." See if I like it, you know what I mean. If, if I get dinged up, I I change back to it. Man, I put the thing back on. Man, it felt like it was. Man, it was, it, you know, you got I got them tempered uh, mattress uh, pillows at the house, right? So you know, mm-hmm. you lay in there, feel it, mm-hmm. it just just fall yeah. right on in there, soft. Yeah, I said, oh yeah, she's she stand on, she stand on. <laughs> <laughs> it hit different. It hit different. I told no doubt you. About it. Then when you look in the mirror, because, you know, for us, DBs, we always got to look at our uniform before we step out. Even if it's a day we just got on helmets. We right. always got to look at ourselves before we walk on the football field. I know when you looked at yourself, that, that purple tint, <laughs> <laughs> I sent you that text. I said, yes, sir. You know what yes, time sir. it is. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's just time to go, man. Nah, man, it's, it, it felt good today. It felt good moving around in the helmet today, being on the grass, you know. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, you know, helping this team in uh, as many ways as I can. What, what's it like for you, you know, being a part of, a, of one organization where for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Now you dealt with coaching change in AZ, but what's mm-hmm. this like, what, what is it like for you, you know, getting acclimated to a new franchise, new practice facility, new practice fields, along with a new defense? Um, well, the defense is not really an obstacle for me to, to have to hurdle over, you know, you know, I love ball. So, you know, I know, I know concepts, I know defenses. The biggest thing is just understanding the different terminology. But for the most part, you know, it's still, it's the same to me. You know, it's all football. It's all ball, man. You know, because, you know, that's all I love doing. I love strapping up my cleats, going out there, putting on a, a damn good performance. And that's all that matters to me, no matter what helmet that I'm playing, playing in. You know, yeah, I had a good time there in Arizona. And, you know, the time, you know, time was ran up short. But I'm still on the field, you know. I'm mm-hmm. still in between the lines, and that's what matters to me, you know. So, you know, and you know me as well, Mac. I'm a, I'm a people's person, so me getting acclimated with new people—that's that was the least of my concerns too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I love everything around here, the 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 atmosphere, the the culture, the coaching staff, um, the ownership, the building. Everything is just top notch. No doubt. That's that's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And and talking about being a people person. You know, what has been your early takeaways with the team, you know, being on the grass and, and seeing, granted, the entire team has not been there, but mm-hmm. the majority of the guys are there. What what have been your early takeaways uh, with what you've seen, what you've seen so far? Man, everybody's just super cool, man. You know, everybody, you know, once we step out on the on the football field and not saying that this was the case in Arizona, it's, you know, it's all about football. You know, you know, it reminds me a lot, a lot of that, you know, the locker rooms that we had that I have been around in the past you know play golf with adam harrison kurt mm-hmm. and a couple other guys um you know get an opportunity to uh you know talk to other guys about their family you know mckenzie cam four you know dalvin cook you know so the list goes on so getting an opportunity just to to sit down and, and just learn a little bit 
about, you know, the new teammates and just seeing how they move around. You know, these guys, you know, it's the reason why they're here. And, you know, and, you know, Coach Zim and uh, Rick, you know, they do a great job of making sure that they get the right guys in here that can not only perform the things that that, that they need, that, that, that they want them to, uh, to accomplish on the field, but also being good people, you know, because being good people to me go a little bit further than just being uh, an awesome athlete. And talking about that secondary, yeah, you got you got a dog in that secondary with you, Har- Harrison Smith. Yeah, who don't play yeah, the radio? So. He don't no play doubt around. He'll, he'll bite your head <laughs> off. So, ooh, ooh, y'all got some man. Yeah, yeah man. That, that defense, y'all. You just named some players, man. Y'all boys stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. I ain't man. I mean, I ain't even you know name you know the freaking you know the linebackers that we got with Bar. Uh, Eric. Yeah, Bar, Eric. No question. Um, you know, and up front we got some monsters up front. Hunter. Yeah, man. Hey, show them boys that text message I sent it. You know what time? What time it is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what time it is? Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, so last question for you before we transition to has Pat heard? Mm-hmm. All right, going back a year ago, very same time, things were so different. You know what I mean? Oh. The, the stability or the lack thereof was well documented. But it's a little different now with protocols changing. You know, people getting vaccinated. You know, how normal do things feel right now for you? You know, being around the guys, I don't know. Do you still need to wear a mask when you're not, you know, wearing your helmet? You know, how normal does it feel now compared to last year? Um, Everything is pretty much the same as of right now. Um, you still got to get know, tested? Yeah, if, you, if you're not fully vaccinated, you have to get tested every every day. Every day? Every day. So I, I, I still have to get tested, too, because I only got, you know, the first dosage. So yeah. after I get my second dosage, I I wouldn't have to wear my mask. I wouldn't have to oh, you know, okay. get tested gotcha. every day. So for the most part, everything is still the same, you know, because I don't that, believe that thing up your nose. Yeah, I don't believe everybody is uh is uh fully vaccinated. If I'm not mistaken, I'm sure there may maybe a couple guys, mm-hmm. but yeah, for the most part, yeah, we still have to follow the same protocols. Make sure we have our mask on, you know, in the building, you know, walking around in the cafeteria. So mm-hmm. everything's pretty much still the same. Yeah, well, there you have it. Pat P in Minnesota Vikings jersey. Y'all make sure y'all go support See my guy, him. man. Look, look at the look at the, the thread, the stitching. Hey man, you see the stitching? Hey, I need yeah, I need all thing, the man. NFL fans to go out yeah. there and get my jersey. I want my job to be like Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, number one. Oh, yeah, I want mine to be number one jersey still, man. Come on, all things well, well, covered. Well, how about you go away for the game for six, seven years and then come back? That might get you number one. That's what Tim did. Won't happen. <laughs> I mean, it still won't happen. I'm not an offensive player. You know, that's what, you know, that's what them people like. I ain't like, no, you know like, what you like need to do, Pat Pick? We the, we the you, got that, you got that new shirt on, go get you seven picks, return six for a touchdown. Oh, man. man you can that's... name, you can name your price. <laughs> Walk in with a blank check. Name your price. Let that right. manifest to you. Play them picks. Let that sizzle in your spirit. Six pick sixes. God dang it. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> you know what? We got the GOAT coming on, so we can talk about his experience. Cause he had 10 one year. Hey, and I remember it was man, it yeah, was baby. one year. I gotta pull this up. I think it was one year, bro. Champ gave up. I think it was Zero. like 20, no, 21 pat uh 21 catches or something like that, bro. Yeah, that, that might be the same year he had 10 because he's he gave up zero touchdowns. Yeah, he gave up. He was, I, he was playing might, on the number might level. even be lower. He was playing on all man level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all make sure, man. We got a real goat. We ain't got a little bad. That's a sheep. Bad. <laughs> What's time the goat make? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's time a goat make. I know a sheep make bad. 
I don't know, man. Pat, you got you get embarrassed. You don't man. make no noise, I don't think, huh? I don't know. I need to ask my little boy. My little boy you know all about animals. <laughs> I don't know. But I know we ain't got no <laughs> We ain't got, got one of them. No, we got the goat. Yeah, I'll stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. Yeah, man. Now it's time for your favorite part of the show. You know what? Every part of the show is your favorite part. But here's where we tap into past Pat Hurd. Pat's overall record so Might far. Might be bad this week, man. I'm oh, well. Are you right looking now. for an excuse? You looking for an excuse already, y'all here? <laughs> hey, his record so far, out of 51 questions, he's he's got 34 right. Uh, sixty. That's 67%, so he's well above 50%. Stories that he's heard before we told him last week. So he got three out of five. So the, what the committee did was, you had a few halves. You know, you got part of the question right. So the committee basically kind of gave you they de- they added half together, which kind of gave you one. So you were three out of okay. five last week. So the first okay. question for you, which member of that outstanding 2011 draft class has said Julio Jones? Planned- oh, <laughs> Dang, that was too easy. We gave you a bunny. He didn't even let me finish. You heard that committee? See? That's what happened. All right. <laughs> so this is another question outside of that. You got the first one right. Let me jot that down. Yeah. But what's it like seeing so many members of your draft class, you know, move to different destinations? You got A.J. Green and J.J. playing in Arizona. Yeah. Pat, you with the Vikings. Julio's on the trade block, allegedly. Alden Smith on the move again. He's with Seattle. Ryan Kerrigan to the Eagles. Mike Pouncey and Anthony Costanzo retired. Mm-hmm. You know, what's it like seeing so many members of that draft class, you know, playing in different, different organizations? I mean, you know, there's, you know, this time this for great players, you know, especially how the league is, you know, want to be young. They, they, they're just trying to find ways to to get younger guys in there. And sometimes that's not always the key for uh, success. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's always around that 10 year mark, you know, for great players that's been with the organization for that long to where you got to start looking elsewhere, you know, or thinking it's a possibility that you can be on another team unless you're Larry Fitzgerald. But you know, it's just, you know, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you know, it, it is what it is. But to see those guys still in the game, you know, that's a blessing. And it's all that matters. And it, yeah. And you're giving a, another organization an opportunity to soak up your greatness. No doubt. No doubt. OK, so you got the first one right. You fired up today. OK. All right. Ooh, this is right up your wheelhouse. Phil oh. Mickelson became the oldest to win a major. By capturing the PGA Championship this week. Don't ask me the four names, man. F- no, 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 no. You already, right, cool. you already defeated already. You already defeated. All right, cool. The oldest to win a major at fifty years old. Yeah. How many majors does Phil have now? Uh, six. You sure? Uh, your think, let, me think, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. So I know he won the Masters twice. He won the. Oh, this might put him at five. You know what, Pat? I'm, you got it right. I was just messing with you. It, oh, okay. It's six. It is but six. But real quick. I, I know, you know it was between five and six, though. Yeah, it's six. Okay. But how impressive was that accomplishment, you know, at his age for you? Man, it was awesome to watch, man. I, I watched from every shot from hole 11 on Saturday to every shot on um, Sunday. Um, yep. it, was, it, was, it was an incredible tournament to see him and that's why i love golf because it don't matter what age you are mm-hmm. you can right still that. be competitive you know what i mean and, and at the same time too phil is older than everybody out there damn near and was out driving half and, of phil and think about this his odds phil was 200 to one mm-hmm. to win 
So basically, if you drop, if I'm not mistaken, if you dropped a thousand dollars on Phil to win, oh, that would have brought you back two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing too with Phil, what what really I think what really helped him win, like he was hitting. I mean, he kind of the, the uh, his swing started get a little getting away from him towards um, I think like thirteen on Sunday. But for the most part, overall, he drove the ball very well. What it was windy too, right? The conditions. It was windy, and he drove the ball very. And Phil is not. I mean, in his earlier heyday, he was known obviously for hitting fairways. But like over the last five years, it's been a kind of a struggle for him to find those fairways. But yesterday, uh, over the last weekend, he came to play, and he was hitting bombs. Man, if you put a hundred dollars on Phil to win, that would have brought you back twenty thousand. Yeah. So he was not yeah. expected to win. Say mm-hmm. the least. All right, so you got that. No, one, he right? was expecting to win. The yeah, he was, but but the people, the odd yeah. makers out yeah. in Vegas, they highs. Yep. All right, dang, you got that one right. You okay? All right, last question for you. Oh, this is the last one. I'm about to go hundred percent. Let's go. All right, Don't speak too. All right. Billboard Music Awards. They were held on Sunday. Yeah, man, Ooh. Drake. Decade of the artist, decade of the uh, well, artist of the decade. Yeah. Artist of the decade. Thank. Yeah, man. Hey, go ahead and put the clap though around them round of applause on the on the, in the back. You got it all right. See, committee, that's what happened when y'all start feeling sorry for giving these bunnies and he go answer. I told right. y'all, don't give me no questions like that. Hey, don't you know what? No fans, questions about sports. We 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 got to we got to give me some stuff, man. Let me let me use this little brain of mine, man. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Pat P, you 3 for 3 today. All right, so we got to have the fans tuning in because what we, you know what? Don't worry, Pat P. I saw a lot of what fans I, dropping questions on Twitter. Okay. And okay. next week, huh, we're going to see where you where you really at. All right, yeah. That's what I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge, man. Let's go. It's almost time for halftime, but before we get to half, we got to tap in with our fan base. Seven questions is the segment, but make sure you guys stay with us because on the opposite side of the half, Man, we got Champ Bailey joining us, and you do not want to miss this conversation with a for real goat. He ain't no sheep. He a goat. Mm-hmm. Ain't no bad. He ain't no, he ain't no sheep. He a for real goat. But seven questions. Here's where we get a chance to interact with you, the listeners and the viewers. If you want your question to be answered in the future, leave a question attached to a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we may get to it on the show. This question comes from Zachary Smith. You can find Zachary on Twitter. His name is Zachary Smith 412. He must be from Pittsburgh. I got my 412 <laughs> on my shirt as well. Question for both of us. Prefer playing in man coverage or zone coverage or truthfully not a not not have a preference. You don't have a preference. Why? And he appreciate us answering this question. So Pat P, do you have a preference or it doesn't matter? If your preference is man or is it zone? What do you prefer? Um I mean, I, I like I like playing. I like pressing because I I I rather not give a, a receiver free access. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm able to get my hands on a receiver and have him start worrying about me, then that 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 gives me, me a better opportunity of defending the pass. You know, and, and everybody's different. You know, like we talked about with Champ about you know eyes being off. You know, being able mm-hmm. to read the quarterback. Everybody's a little bit different. You know, I can do those things, but I feel my best attribute is being at the line of scrimmage, 
playing with my back against the wall, uh, against the quarterback, because most cornerbacks can't do that. They can't find the ball when they back is against the wall. So I went when they back back is against the quarterback. I just feel like that puts me in tighter coverage. And like I said, by me being in tighter coverage, it gives me a better opportunity to get my hands on the ball. You know, I, I just think when 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 you plan off, it's so many variables that have, that have to go your way. You have to break on time. You have to make sure that you're reading the proper steps. Because now when you when you're and and at the same time when you're pressing, you can second guess, but you can kind of it's ways and tricks and trades at least that I know that it, that can get me back in position if I was to take a false step or, or something like that uh, at the line of scrimmage. When you're when you're off, that guy's always running, already running full speed at you. So if mm-hmm. you're sitting on the route and you think something's coming, mm. goodbye. See you. So Come for out. me, I just think when you're in the receiver face, it just takes all the gray out of it. Yeah. You know, um, and I just I, and I, like I said, that's just something that I'm very good at, and that's just something I prefer playing more of than zone. For me, I guess it depends on the offense because I know early in my career we had a lot of offenses that didn't huddle. And right. that wasn't that a, too. a hot, they, that wasn't yeah. a hot thing. You didn't see that from all the offenses. So when you were so used to going against offenses that huddled, that play with a slower tempo, and then you play against these up-tempo offenses like Indy with Peyton Manning, you know, the receivers they had, you know, Cincinnati used to do it. Now it's like, okay, we got to try to mix, mix up some zone because if you play man-to-man and you already know how it is, Pat P, even if it's a run play, you don't know as corners. Right. So if you're in their face and they're running off and they're not huddling, by the time you get back to the line of scrimmage, you might have a whole nother, a new receiver who was just right. on the sideline drinking <laughs> exactly. Gatorade. You know, yeah. Now he's coming up there, you you pressing him, he might run you off. You don't know if it's a run or a pass, but you're playing like it's a pass. And then here you go get another wide receiver who now has fresh third legs. Down. Now it's, now it's down. third down, it's money down. <laughs> <laughs> so by that time, you just basically covered two punts. And it's third down. And it's third and so you know they probably gonna pass. Oh, no doubt about it. You know what I mean? So in those situations right there, give me an opportunity to play with my eyes, play off a little bit, give me some type of zone concepts to kind of help us. Because I know certain situations, and and I think the best way to make you guys understand, think about two-minute, two-minute situation Mm -hmm. where offense, you know offense, they're going fast. So Mm -hmm. in two-minute situations, you don't don't see a lot of corners play bump and run, number one, because they don't want to give up a long one. But number two, you won't get an opportunity to rest. So in certain situations, off coverage is an opportunity for you to kind of get your wind hey, a little bit. This, check this out, though, Matt. I'm going I'm to go the opposite of that. I love playing, playing press in two minutes. Here's why. Because think about it. Like you alluded to, receivers always come out of the game mm-hmm. when they get tired. Two minutes, they ain't coming out of the game. They ain't coming out, yeah. They in there, and them routes getting slower and slower. Yeah, them <laughs> routes be looking saggy. Slow no two-minute routes be looking saggy. Hey, hey, and like I told you, and like I told – like we talked with Champ. Yep. That's why I run so much. So, like, when them, when them receivers be trying to run me off, I tell them all mm-hmm. the time, I ain't tired. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm in shape. Like, I, I, I do this. So, y'all can keep running these receivers in, trying to run me deep, and bring your guy back in. I'm still going to be ready. Yep. You know, that's so why, and, and that's why you're great at what you do. Yeah. So, in that, in the two minute, oh, yeah, I take advantage of that. Oh, I'm pressing you every time. <laughs> great question. Great question, Zachary. I hope you enjoyed our answer. And, like I said, for the fans watching us on YouTube, or listening to us on your podcast. Leave us a five-star review attached to your question. We might try to get to it on the show. Now, it's giveaway time. One of the many perks of playing in the league is the cool opportunities to have cool swag. 
And as a thanks to you, our loyal listeners and viewers, for rocking with us, we want to give away a signed copy of the ESPN magazine featuring the 2008 Steelers defense. It's simple. Just make sure you're following the podcast on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review with your Twitter handle and favorite All Things Covered guests. The winner will be chosen at random. Now it's time for shout outs. We want to remind everyone that you can find us on Instagram at All Things Covered Pod. Each week we give clues for our next guest. And the first person to guess correctly gets a follow and a shout out on the pod. So we have to shout out Rashad Lewis, who guessed Herm Edwards last week. Again, follow us at All Things Covered Pod for the very best content from the show. Whew, it's halftime. We just, we just, we were involved in a two minute situation. They didn't no. score, so we did our job. <laughs> We're in halftime, make some adjustments. On the other side of the break, we'll be joined by the great living legend, Champ Bailey. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back from halftime, all things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. And man, we told y'all, we told y'all, man, listen, man. We told y'all in the beginning of the show, we had a heavy hitter. We haven't. God dang it. Pat, what I say? We got a for real. Go. Yeah. Join Not us. no sheep. Not no sheep, nah, man. We ain't got no bad, bad. <laughs> we got a, a legit goat. And it's only right, man, we got to give the legends their flowers while they are still here. And for some reason, I feel like this is a guy who doesn't, he doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah. Just from the durability, just from the consistency, just from being a straight dog, a straight dog. And he's joining us here on our show. Consensus, man, this man been getting accolades fresh out the womb before he can legit crawl. When he was laying on his back, somebody gave him a trophy because he earned it. That's how, that's how <laughs> gangster he's been his entire life. Consensus All-American at the University of Georgia. Matter of fact, I took a trip to Georgia basically because of Champ Bailey. Same here, man. Oh, you took a trip to Georgia too? <laughs> yes, sir. I didn't know that. Dang it. Look at that, Pat Penny. Yeah, I went yeah. to Georgia just because of Champ. Yeah, just, yeah, just because of Champ. They need to have, you need to be a recruiter, Champ, because, heck, I ain't even know you, but I went to Georgia because I remember you playing corner, playing wide receiver. I played corner, played wide receiver in high school. I'm yeah. like, man, I want to be like that guy. So yeah. I came to Georgia. They didn't sign me. But they didn't have you. If you would have talked to me, champ, I might have signed with Georgia. If you would have talked to me, but you ain't talked to me. But consensus All-America at UGA, number seven pick in the 1999 NFL draft, 12-time Pro Bowler, the most ever for a corner. We might not see that ever happen again, bro. That's how yeah. rare and unique that achievement is. 2000 All-Decade team and 2019 he got the ultimate call to the Hall of Fame. 
football heaven. Brought him up. He has that gold jacket on. Pro football hall of famer. Man, the, the GOAT. Join us in the secondary. Cornerback champ Bailey, man. Champ, thank you for joining us. How you feeling? I feel great, guys. How y'all doing? Man, we blessed, we man. Good. I got my popcorn, man. We we about to we about to we about to talk to you. We about to get we about to you gonna coach us up. I'm retired. Pat P still playing. We just talking about Pat P. Yeah, Pat yeah. P might want to get 16. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of people who are watching and listening listening to us. They love being educated. So you, mm-hmm. you I know we we not paying you to join us, but we we gonna earn you gonna earn your just due because we gonna get it about you today. But before we get started, let's go back to where it all started for you. Growing up in the South, how did you fall in love with football? You know, first off, guys, thanks for having me, man. It's, you know, it's an honor to be on here with you guys, you know, because to hear you guys praise the guys before you, I mean, I did the same, and, you know, it all, it all trickles down, man. And I, I know we love to keep that consistent, so thanks for that. Right. But, uh, you know, man, where I grew up, bro, it was dirt roads, a couple stoplights, and lack of opportunity. And, mm. boy, it it – and it's still like that. So mm-hmm. it was hard. And, you know, one thing about back then, we didn't have a lot of information. Like there was mm-hmm. no internet. There was none of that. It was no social media. You connected with who you saw, who was in front of you. Mm-hmm. And that's what mattered. And we just didn't see a lot of success stories. So it was easy to go down the wrong path. But fortunate enough for me, you know, I grew up in a community where, you know, when somebody had a chance or, you know, you would have those looking out for you and enough people looked out for me. So, um, so you, you, you're, you're from Georgia, right, champ? Right. So what, uh, so as a kid growing up, I, I know you alluded to, you know, not having many opportunities. Did you see yourself being a Georgia Bulldog growing up? Uh, not until my brother went to Georgia. My brother, okay. went to Georgia. my brother was a, a senior. I was a freshman in high okay. school. So, Seeing him go, you know, gave me some confidence. But there was a guy before him, a guy named Henry McMillan, okay. a little older than my brother. He went to Florida. So, you know, you see it, but it's not a lot. There's one guy here. A couple years mm-hmm. later, here's my brother and a couple more guys going to some smaller schools. You know, so it wasn't a lot of great examples. But mm-hmm. my brother was in my household. Right. Big influence on me. So whatever he did, I tried to emulate and so forth and he got there and i just turned out to be better than he was that's all (laughs) what position did your brother play he played corner okay so so when i got there my freshman year i didn't i started my last two games he was starting he started that was his junior year so he started his whole junior year we started the last two games of that season together then my sophomore year we started the whole time together so whole season yeah i was blessed to have him, he left, and then the next year my younger brother came. So I always had my brother with me. Okay. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. And your right. younger brother, that's boss, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Play play linebacker. You got mm. it. You got it. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So champ, what was the feeling knowing you were able to impact a generation of football players, right? Because you play both sides of the football field. You know, you don't usually see that, you know, especially from prominent secondary players, but you played, you know. Wide receiver. I mean, final year at Georgia, on the defensive side, you had three interceptions, uh, seven PBUs. Offensively, you had 744 yards receiving, five touchdowns, over 300 mm-hmm. return yards. You averaged over 100 yards all-purpose per game, while also wow. winning a Gorski Award for the nation's top defensive player. At what point in time did you realize that, you know what, I'm kind of like impacting a generational 
uh, vibe for football players, especially guys in the secondary, because you were able to play offense and you did it well. You know, I never thought about that. I really did. <laughs> in the moment, I was just being a kid. I wanted to play. You know, right. I just wanted to play. If, if the ball was out there, I wanted to be out there. So right. yeah. that's just that was just in me. I mean, I grew mm -hmm. up from eight years old all the way through high school never leaving the field like what does right. the bench feel like i never right. knew <laughs> that never existed to me i, right. I played special mm -hmm. teams offense defense so when yeah. coach donnan who was my first coach well my only coach at georgia he came to georgia same year i came so he had a lot of noise he had to make so he promised mm -hmm. me everything let mm -hmm. me play everything and he let mm -hmm. me play so fortunate mm -hmm. for me i got that opportunity which, you know, a few and far between for most guys. You know, you don't see guys get that opportunity. I just took, right. made the most of it. Now, we can't forget a guy a year before me, Charles Woodson. Like, yeah. to me, he's the standard. You yeah. know, high yeah. trophy national championship. I didn't do any of those things. But, right. you know, I'm always chasing guys like that. And that was really the bar for me. Like, he did it. I could do it better. Yeah. Of course, I mean – He's a goat as well. That that guy, right. I mean, one of the best no, ever. I still look up to him. No, and I was going to ask you that. Why didn't you think you got more love in the uh, in the Heisman um, voting in '98? Because I mean, like, you again, had the numbers, and I think Ricky Williams wanted that year. But yeah, you well, finished seventh. Like, yeah, you, that was <laughs> yes, you finished yeah, exactly. Yeah. You remember the guys who finished in front of you? No, I remember Ricky because he won it. I only yeah, you got Tim Cow, Jonathan McNabb. Uh, Michael Bishop. Mike, yep, Michael Bishop. Bishop. K State. Oh, <laughs> yep. That was a BS. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, you feel so you feel some type of way knowing who finished in front of you, right? Like you said, Ricky. <laughs> hey, Rick, Ricky was Ricky. Like, okay, Ricky right. was a was a goon. Maybe back then, but you know, looking back, I you know, it's it, it, it's all gravy, it's something to talk about. But right, you know, those guys were big time players at that point. In college. Yeah. Right. So they were big time. And we we know Ricky, like you say, Ricky's Ricky. But, but yeah. I don't think people appreciate it much when you don't win enough. Like, right. You yeah. yeah. You're right. Like, You're right. Team success always generates, you know, more love. And and that's why Woodson got it. He was great, but we would have never known if Michigan was one in 10 that year. You know, you never right. know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think your final year, you guys were what, nine and three, eight and three, nine and three? My final year in 98. You might be giving us some wins. Maybe. And back during those days in the SEC in the East, Florida or Tennessee ran the East. Yeah, Florida, yeah, Tennessee, Florida, for Tennessee sure. ran the East. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah, no you got Tennessee won a national championship my last year. So. 98, yep, okay. 98 against Florida State in the Fiesta Bowl. Yep, you got it. You yep. got it. So, uh, after Athens, you get, you get drafted to Washington, number seven overall in 1999. Now, your first year during your rookie campaign, you go to Washington, they got Daryl Green, who's a legend, already there. Yeah. And then your second year, the, the first GOAT ever. <laughs> he said the first The goat. first one, the first <laughs> born GOAT yeah. ever. Deion Sanders joins the team. You know, did you realize at that time, you got Daryl Green, you got primetime, how lucky you were to be a part of that secondary to learn from some of the greatest to ever do? And what did you actually learn from those guys? You know, man, let me tell you. So my first reaction, I, I, I could, I mean, I had a lot of different mixed emotions, right? Yeah, I nah. got both these Hall of Famers in the locker room with me, yada, mm -hmm. yada, whatever, all gravy. But you got to think, too, I'm a competitive guy. Right. So I'm yep. asking my coach, am I starting? <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I starting this year? Like, what's going on? 
yeah, you starting. There's no doubt about that. They'll be competing for that other side. Like, uh, I'm like, really? Those two goats? They're competing. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but they motivated the hell out of me because I couldn't make mistakes, and they didn't allow right. me to. Like, I, mm. I soaked up all that information. I mean, it. There were things I took from that year all the way through my last year. I mean, it, it was priceless that the information I got from them. I, mm. I'm telling you, I give them at least half the credit for me. Okay, you're talking about information. Our fans, our listeners, our viewers, they love getting information. information. <laughs> Give us one one piece of information you learned. It could be something on the field, you know, recognizing uh, a lineup splits from wide receivers. It could be something film right. study. But give us one piece of information that you still remember to this day from yeah. Dale Green or primetime. OK, so one thing. Um, uh, let me think. Let me think. So playing in high school, I never played corner. So mm. when I got to the to college, I'm a corner now. Right. Mm, so yeah. I'm trying to learn from guys who've never been on that island in their life. Mm -hmm. So so people that have no idea what it takes. So I learned a lot of things that I shouldn't have been taught. Right. Mm. Great coaches, but they really didn't understand how to be a corner. Like being mm. a corner is so unique. Right. So yeah. when I got to the Redskins and we can go back to Daryl Green on this. Daryl Green was like, your hands are great, man, but your feet are better. <laughs> that's for everybody like your mm. hands are great your feet are better and i'm like what do you, what do you mean like what? Mm. he's like man you, you're sitting here trying to punch everybody but your feet are stuck in sand <laughs> mm. so uh. you got to move your feet if you don't move mm. your feet it doesn't matter what you do with your hands because right. of brandon marshall larry fitzgerald yeah. these guys will knock your hands down and keep it moving so you right. got to be body 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 it's all about your body hands mm -hmm. are just a bonus bam so, I, I mean, that's one thing I, I still teach guys that I come across. Like, man, you sitting here punching guys, but you're not, you're not really affecting them because they're still getting by you. So mm -hmm. it's like, man, stay in front. How you stay in front? Body movement. How you move your body? Your feet. Yeah, so right. hands are great. Feet are better. Stuck with me to the, to the end, man. And I yeah, still right. teach it. Yeah, that's dope. And, and I got I got to ask you about this, champ, because like Max said, you know, growing up watching great corners like yourself and Charles, I think it was like between it was anywhere between 05 and 06 when you changed your when you changed your off stance position to that that wider stance. What what caused that? Like what made you change? Because initially used to be a normal back pedal guy. Yeah. But then you you, you you drop back around like nine to eight yards. Yeah, wow. Like I, thought it, I thought he did it because it looked good. Yeah. It looked pretty good out there. The swag right. was but on he, point hey, when that he, offset. Hey, hey, man, when they when they threw them slants in them, in them hitches, he was, oh, man, he was oh, out of that right. thing like hot, cold, man. So what, <laughs> what caused that, man? I, I didn't know. You got, you got to think. Okay, so you said between my, you know, 05, 06, I'm probably in the prime. I'm in the prime of my career. Like, yeah, you were hell. You were hell. I was you in the hell. prime of my career, right? So. The worst thing that offenses could, could allow me to do was to see the ball. Like, okay. if I see the ball, it's a wrap. If right. I read routes, it's a wrap. Mm -hmm. So I was able to play man coverage by watching the quarterback. Mm -hmm. First of all, they never That's really where you get them picks. To, yeah. They never really wanted to try me. But, you know, I'm reading the quarterback, reading steps, reading drops. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you why I started doing it. I started doing that because I hurt my hamstring. Oh. So, so when you when you battle people at the line of scrimmage, I mean, any of you guys know if you ever hurt your hamstring, it hurts the tackle, mm -hmm. it hurts the bump and run, any kind of engagement with a guy, 
it, it hurts. Right. It puts a lot of strain on your on your leg. So I tried to avoid it. So Bob Slork was my coach at the time, and he just started teaching us how to read quarterback drops. And mm-hmm. I just was natural at it. It just became mm-hmm. natural. I mean, there were some weaknesses to it, but again, nobody really tried me a lot or studied right. enough to really find out what those weaknesses were. And they didn't understand right. what I was doing. I'm looking at the court. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, child, I, just been, I just been high school practice. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what the hell are you out there doing? Here? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're, when you're in the pros, man, you know you got top-notch information. Feedback, right, exactly. You know, so so I'm, I'm able to, you know, gauge how to do that. In high school, right. You ain't. You, you out there just doing being the best athlete, you know, exactly. in the league. You, With no proper no coach for error. There's right. no room from error in the league. And, you know, <laughs> it, it worked for me, bro. No doubt about did. it. But when people, yeah. when, that's one coaching element a lot of coaches fail to drill into corners. Getting that three-step read from your quarterback, even the four-step read, because even if he's in his fourth step and his shoulders are turning, you can eliminate all deep routes. Yeah, you know you're gonna get something in the 12 to 15 range. And it takes one player, time though. It takes yeah, it, time. It, you got to gotta drill it. You know another yeah. corner who was great at that with his eyes, Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel. Yeah. So imagine a coach trying to teach how to do what I did and to do what Asante did. Right. Like yeah. it, it's hard because now yeah. you, you're teaching guys that are gonna take a long time to get it. Mm-hmm. So you just end up reverting back to what you know. So exactly. it, it's it's a yeah. time thing, you know. Yeah. And plus, you got to be a good athlete. Gotta no have question. No too. Gotta have no some regrets, some balls, and everything, man. It, yeah, it takes yeah. a lot to do that. Yeah. Well, you 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 were great at it. I didn't know you had a hamstring issue. Issue. Yeah, you were me. trying to hide yourself a little bit, but boy, you were hell. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were yeah. getting them books left and right. Well, look, and man. Like, if I was healthy, I'm getting up in anybody's face. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> so so is it safe? Yo, champ. So is it safe to that. say that mm. injury was kind of a blessing in disguise for your career? Because then, like you said, you were healthy. You was in. You you were trying to put your hands on them. You were trying to put your hands on them. No, man. When you're dealt an adverse situation, it's all about how you adjust. And I just made the right adjustment, and Mm -hmm. I dealt with the issue I had. You know, it carried over to later in my career, but then I reverted back to what I knew, like because I I was still feeling like I was a dog out there. So I'm getting in your face. So I, I understand the intimidation factor there. So it was easy for me to go back to my old ways. No and Chip, okay. I, I got I got to ask this question, too, because I remember watching this interview mm-hmm. that you did with Tyron. Maybe it was like two years ago. I can't remember when it was. Yeah. And you guys did like a right film session. Right yeah. I remember hearing this stack and I want to bring this up. Cause me and Brian and my our producer have been arguing about this. Wasn't in the year that you only gave up like 21 catches or something like 21 receptions. 21 receptions. It was something crazy on it that y'all okay. was talking about. It was something about ca- uh, the, how many catches that you gave up that year. So actually, it was thirty-five balls. Period. Like that's what the it whole was. year. It was thirty-five balls. I think I gave up like four completions. What? And I told yeah, you, Matt. I told you. What? And it was uh. What? Yeah, and I had like I think it was eight. It was the, either the eight pick year or I'm the telling you, Mac. It was crazy when I heard that. I said, What? what? You saw 35 yeah. passes and you gave up four in 16 games? Yeah, and had about eight pick, at least eight picks. I can't remember if it was that year. Eight, yeah. Oh, that's the year. Was that the year you had 10? It, it could have been that year. It might okay. have been. Or eight. Year. I can't remember. It's one of one of the other. Oh, man, you were playing on all Madden level. Everybody told, else was playing on rookie. Hey, Mac, I told you, man. I, and I said I, I, I said I might be too high on them. <laughs> man, listen, you don't know how 
we might not see that ever again no, from some either. of the great. Definitely not seeing that. Not again. today. <laughs> Hell no. Thirty-five yeah, receptions. You only gave up four passes. Four passes. Man, how high was your confidence? Oh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, you know, you know, one of my teammates, John Lynch. Congrats uh-huh. to him. He just went in the hall. So yeah, he he was just. I don't know. Like even he was in awe of it. And I was in awe because he was in awe. I'm like, man, you play with Derrick Brooks, Warren Sapp, right. like Rondé Barber. You looking at me like I'm. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, so that's really what you know. Let me know, like, damn, I'm doing something special. This was in the yes. moment, like in right. games. I remember we went to Arizona, and I had like, I think I got two balls that day, and I had two picks. It was oh. something. <laughs> And, and, and that one stood out to me because I stole one of his picks. I jumped right in front of him and took one. So, I mean, it's oh – bro, we had God. some good times, man. And that was that was definitely one of the better years for a corner. No doubt. Ever. No, ever. Yeah, we, yo, yo, listen. We had Mel Blunt on. What was that stat Mel told us? He had, like, 12 interceptions, and, and I think he – Oh, well, yeah. He had a yeah, crazy Mel, stat, too. Yeah, Mel had a crazy – I think I think Mel said – I think it was kind of a little bit lower than champs. I think he said it was like maybe 20, like 20 yeah, had, balls thrown his way the whole year. And he, he had 12 off, picks. Yeah, like crazy, yep. crazy number. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Boy, that's bad, was, that man. Man, we got everybody. That's a, Mel's another goat. He ain't no bad. <laughs> yeah, he ain't no bad. <laughs> man. man, they made well, rules for that man. <laughs> and as a 14 game schedule, I think he played in 14 ball games. God dang, yeah. champ. Yeah, we got to make sure we get let that out, man. 35 receptions, yeah, and only gave how you give up four passes in four 16 passes, games, though. Like, man, I, tell you what, they I, don't talk- even, I don't even remember the passes either. I, just, you know, <laughs> I remember those picks, though. Wake these folks up, man. <laughs> man, I man. wake them up for me, you know. Man, oh, yeah. Yo, yo, yeah, yeah. Hey, champ, I got my do. brim on. I take my brim off. I tip it to you right now, Pat. Tip oh, your brim to the goat. I'm, 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 do, I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the golfers thing. <laughs> Yeah, you golf it, like, you think you're a little baby <laughs> tiger. You golf. Fellas, no yeah, but man, we're gonna wake these folks up, man, because boy, that, that's an amazing <laughs> stat right there. Yeah, so man. let's transition back to your, your DC days, right? Talked about your rookie year, played real good football, and then one of the biggest trades, I think, you know, I don't want to say in NFL history, but clearly during that time happened, you know, with the Broncos and Washington. Mm-hmm. They send Washington, Clinton Porters. They send Champ Bailey to Denver. You know, describe that experience for you. At one point in time, did you know, you know what, I'm probably going to get traded? And how did you handle that? Oh, man, there's a lot to unpack here. Okay, so our owner, who y'all are very aware of, Daniel Snyder at the time, like people got to go back. Okay, so my rookie year, when I got drafted, Charlie Castley drafted me. But that summer in 99, my rookie year, before the season started, Dan Snyder bought the team. Mm. So – so I was not one of his draft picks. You know, mm-hmm. the draft is all this big, sexy event, yada, yada, play up who you get. I was never one of his guys. And we all know how that resonates with, right. you know, front yep. office, like being one of their guys, right? So fast forward, four years later, I'm, a, I'm approaching free agency. Or actually, before free agency, they offered me a few deals. Like, nah, I know I'm worth more. I show them what I want. Oh, they laugh at me, yada, yada. Like, no, let's, we're not talking during the season. All right? Mm. season's up I'm I'm about to be a free agent they franchise me I'm like okay well I'll just sit out this year you know I just won't show up so are you planning on sitting out yeah absolutely I was not gonna play (laughs) know that for cheap like it was just wasn't happening no security no I mean nah the game was still pretty rough back then so right yeah 
So after that, you know, we start talking about trade and there was two teams on the table. I think, no, three. There was, there was another team. I can't remember, but it was the Jets. They made a serious offer and the Broncos. They made mm-hmm. a serious offer. Mm-hmm. But I looked at two, both programs. I'm like, who's in the playoffs? Who's not? Broncos history of being in the playoffs, championships, great organization, first class owner, yada, mm-hmm. yada. So they sold me on that. I had never imagined that they would trade Clinton Portis. But what here, here's where it got funny is people forget I got traded for Clinton Portis. I was along with a second round pick. Like yeah. the Broncos also got a second round pick. Who they yeah, to you're right. I forgot there. about that. Most people think right. it was just player for player. Yeah. So a second round pick, we all know how valuable that is. Right. right. Like, man, you can't just give up a second round. But they got me. And a second round. And, but they wanted the high profile running back. You know, the flamboyant mm-hmm. Clint Port. They wanted that. He loved yeah, that. Right. Like, LeVar Aronson was drafted after me, the year after me. He got an extension before me, before yeah. I even left the, <laughs> left uh, the Redskins at the time. And I'm like, man, well, they showing me every reason why I need to be out of here. They don't value me. I've been right. to four straight Pro Bowls. Like, what else can I do in five years? I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. So it was a blessing in disguise. And, you know, it's probably the biggest move in my career. Right. And uh, obviously, we know you got a ton of accolades uh, off the field. But here's a fun fact. If you type in tackling corner, Champ <laughs> Bailey is the number one result. How did <laughs> how did that come? You're lying to me, right? <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. 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 T- type. Yeah. Yeah. Champ. Type, we, type in yeah. tackling corner. You're dead serious. <laughs> Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey. Is the number one result. Uh, how did that? How, how is that something that I guess you became known for? It, I That's, don't know. You know, it was a pride <laughs> thing, bro. It was. I, I just wanted to be complete corner, everything. the ultimate yeah. complete corner. That's what it means. Uh, I, you know, you got to think. Daryl Green, not a big tackler. Dion, not definitely not a big tackler, right? right? So, I played with these guys, and and I even when I played with them, I was like, I'm gonna show these fools how to tackle. Okay. I mean, that's just how that's the attitude I always had. Like, I just okay. have to be good at it, and mm-hmm. I didn't know any other way, man. Where I grew up. And you had to be good at everything. Like, yeah. again, we never left the field. So being great and showing up, being accountable, that's what I'm all about, bro. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Hey, no question. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead. When you get when you get done with this interview, go ahead and Google. Tackling yeah. cornerback, <laughs> Champ Bailey, the number one right. result. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, where's Rondé and, and Woodson? All these big tacklers. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. are some big tacklers too. Well, yes, Google. Sir. This yes, is Google's sir. list. Yeah, this, this Google's this, list. This ain't all things good. This is their list. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it, bro. No doubt. Now, now, now you know I'm gonna be everything gonna be popping up on my screen now. All these ads for tackling. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. Say tackling yeah, no too many times. So yes. let's go. Let's go to your 2005 season in Denver. I think you guys finished this regular season number two in the mm. AFC. I think behind the Colts. 13 and three entering the AFC championship game. You guys were three and a half point favorites against the Steelers. I was a rookie on that team, by the way. What was your confidence heading into that ball game? Because we we beat y'all real bad, 34-17. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got completely outcoached. I don't I don't blame everything on the coaches. You gotta execute, you gotta execute, but I'm smart enough to know, bro. The schemes wasn't working. Like, we just blatantly <laughs> got out coached. They had an answer for everything we did on defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember back then, but we had this this one thing on defense. We would uh, really fake like you're blitzing. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. we would blitz, sometimes we wouldn't. But yep. we have nine guys at the line of scrimmage. Oh, yeah, all right? standing up. Yeah, that's Boy, that sticky look, picked, that sticky look. Yeah. And when we went, they picked up everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and if Ben Roethlisberger got time, that's a problem. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, man. You, you just got coached. I got out coached and they yeah. were attacking our off coverage. It was it was crazy. I'm like, man, yeah, it was a rough day for us, bro. I don't like to give <laughs> that one. So champ, uh again, I know you obviously you know you're always on the, the right side of highlight tapes. But on this one, <laughs> <laughs> on this one, you kind of wasn't. Like, okay. What was going through your head? Who was it? It was Ben, uh, the uh, the tight end, uh, when you got the pick. Oh, I mean, Ben Drew. Ben Drew. Hey, oh. Champ ran out of gas. Yeah, he did. Thank <laughs> he, ran, he ran out of gas. You know, hey, you know when your head go dude. back? When your right. head go back, right. you, <laughs> you ain't got no more gas. No gas. Your head go back to support your back. No question. Right? Question. About, right? No so, question. so think about it. We had just been, they drove the ball down all the way to our, what, that was a, five yeah. yard line. That was like a 10 play yard. drive or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah, it was. It was. You telling me I got to catch the ball in the end zone and run <laughs> a death sprint and make it? Nah. Right. <laughs> so, it was set up for me to fail, but one of my boys let me down. I won't call him out. I called him out. Many supposed times. to block. Somebody was supposed to block Ben, if I'm not mistaken. All they had yeah. to do was flinch at him. Just flinch at him. <laughs> Just Come flinch on, at him. something, man. Like, hey, oh, champ. Well, at what point did you realize you wasn't gonna make it? Did you see him in the jumbo no, drone? I never saw. You him. never if saw. I saw him, him, I would have probably kicked it a little more and found something or dived or something. I didn't. Right. Man, I didn't see him. I thought I was good. Man, they still show that as like the ultimate hustle play every year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What, what, what a good thing though, champ. Luckily, we had an ultimate hustle play last year that might surpass your play with Buda Which Baker one? when he got ran down. Oh by DK. yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not a playoff game, but that was a great play. That was a great that, play. That yeah, was a great play. Yeah. That I think what what's so nif- significant about that play is it was a big moment for us. Mm-hmm. Because we beat the Patriots, I think they were undefeated up to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they had a real good team. And then big moment for Ben because he made that play. So, but we we won the game. I mean, so yeah. so nobody really harps on me about the right. play. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Right. and like you say, they right. scored the very next play. Now exactly. they don't score. It's yeah. a big deal. It's a real right. big deal. It's a big deal because mm-hmm. I fumbled. I got I fumbled too. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ball. It almost the went, ball loose. It went right in front of the pylon. The whole question. Knew, I think that ball went out the back of the end zone, but they saved me. They that's didn't have right. I remember <laughs> watching that game. It was <laughs> like I was there. I forget who I was watching. We always say, Jam, run, Jam, run. Oh, run. <laughs> Everybody wanted us to beat the Patriots that year. No man. question. No doubt. It was a Everybody Sunday night did. game, too. I never get uh, yep. It was a night game. That's prime time. Yes, that sir. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, you know, everybody hated the Pages. We used to, you know, you know, y'all know why. Y'all know what yeah. Pages had going on. We ain't got to talk about it. We know. Yeah, we ain't, yeah, we ain't got to talk about it. So that's why nobody wanted to see the Pages win during them days. <laughs> on a personal level, I mean, you've done so much in your career. But 2006, you were definitely playing on all Madden level. Ten interceptions, didn't allow a touchdown all year, but you finished second in the Defensive Player of the Year voting. Jason Taylor won. Now, Jason Taylor numbers, he had 13 and a half sacks, nine forced fumbles, and two pick sixes. Do you believe you should have won the defensive player of the year that year in 06? Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. I did. Let me give you a little bit. Tell us why. Tell us why. So that same year, Sean Merriman was up Mm -hmm. for defensive player of the year. 
mm-hmm. but he got popped for PEDs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so everybody was screaming, oh, if you get Papa PEDs, you shouldn't be able to win no awards. That's where that all started. Mm-hmm. I don't know now, you, if you get popped for anything, now you ain't getting no postseason awards. It's just not oh, happening. Oh, yeah, not happening. Right? Yeah, so so he got popped, so it was just me and Jason Taylor. You know, he mm-hmm. was all in, in front of camera saying you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything publicly, because I'm like, man, I'm not going to kick this guy while he's down. Like, I'm just going to, you know, let it be. Like, best yeah. man wins, so be it. Yeah, right. we all know. Yeah, you take them, then or you get caught. Maybe you should. I think that's a fair punishment. But I didn't think Jason Taylor, he did more lobbying than I did. I think everybody on my team and around, you know, in our division definitely thought I should have won. But it is what it is, man. That's one I definitely think I should have won. I don't cry about awards. It doesn't make or break me. Mm-hmm. But 10 picks as a corner, man. come on. No I didn't allow one touchdown. We yeah. we corners on this call. We know better. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. I'm trying. We gotta we gotta figure out. Is that the same year when you only allow yeah. four receptions? Yeah, but that might be the same year. Yeah, very I think good, so. I think it was ten picks out of thirty five passes. So because yeah, Dang. for some reason that sounds right to me. Yeah, that is ten yeah. picks out <laughs> of thirty five <laughs> out of thirty five passes, and you allow four yeah. receptions. Well, you gotta yeah. catch him, baby. You gotta catch him. So, uh, champ, you know, obviously your great career speaks for itself. What is something that you took from um, the Hall of Fame dinner, the Hall of Fame luncheon? Obviously, being around Ooh. great people, like how was that experience? Man, you know that it, it, it's funny when you ask that because you know every time I think about it, there's always a different thing I think about. Mm-hmm. But there were just so many good conversations. You know, mm-hmm. just just hearing the older guys talk about, you know them playing through the days of Jim Crow and mm. how they would have to pull over and stay at certain hotels. They couldn't stay near campuses. I'm just thinking like, man, we have nothing to complain about. So right. little things like that, just hearing the, uh, Charles Haley tell stories, you know, his days with the Cowboys. I mean, God, I'm, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> it's just a, a, just a book full of stories that, you know, I'll never repeat, but, (laughs) but stuff that, you know, I resonate with. And it's like, man, these guys are just like me. It's good to be in a room like this with Mm -hmm. guys who went through that same struggle, Mm -hmm. understand it. And nobody couldn't tell them shit. Like, right. (laughs) They they the big dogs there. They know it. It's just to be around that man. Being, I mean, I'm part of a family. Nobody can ever take me out of it. Yeah. I'm so appreciative of it. Yeah. How long do it take them to do that sculpture, though? Is it like an all day thing? I think it took about three or four. Well, for me, it took me eight hours of sitting there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we went four hours, took a little break and then went another four hours. So, yeah. So it's a real thing. They sit there and I mean, by the time you leave, that thing looks like you. You know, oh, so it's a, it's all it's all it's going to be obviously not coated up and stuff, but it's going to be yeah. done before you leave. Well, oh, wow. the wax part, yeah. Yeah, the wax part, yeah. Yeah, he'll take, he'll probably make some adjustments here and there, and then they'll right. send me like the improvements over time. Man, Did you tear up, crazy. champ? Did you tear up? Uh, I think when he, when he finally sent it, you know, you get a little emotional, but mm-hmm. because now, hell, this is, this is me, this is my shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I've seen everybody else's, and you right. know, looking at Dion and you know him putting his bandana on his, all these little things, tricks and. Stuff. Like, yeah. man, I got my own now. So, 
It was and satisfying, my, man. And do they do they give you one, or that's the only one that they yeah, have? Yeah, I have a. Do they give you one? Yeah. Oh, it's a man, that's amazing. It's not the 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 three hundred pound one or whatever that thing weighs. It's heavy, right? But man, I awesome, do have man. something that I can set up whenever I do events or whatever. Man, so that's it's a good awesome. little thing. Hell yeah, nothing like it, man. Nothing like I it. I bet. Hey, hey, champ. <laughs> You see what uh, P P two doing right? He, he, what he, you he, he asked about <laughs> questions, right? He, 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 he to, yeah, you, you see what he doing? You see what he doing, right? Hey, you know, it's funny because uh, I've run into uh, Darrell Revis this years ago. Well, this uh-huh. is, no, this is right around Hall of Fame, right when I got here. So you know, just these little questions. You know, I'm, yeah. They worried about EJ. They all like, man, what what, hey. what, what, I, what I gotta do? What I what, you know? So it's it is what it is, man. I'm here. There's only a select you know? few because I ain't asking all them questions because I know good and well I ain't going. <laughs> but, 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 but you in the family? Hey, you gonna be you there, though, man? I'm I'm gonna be right there. It's, gonna, it's like I'm going. It's, heck, it's like I'm getting in the hall too. But you know, Pat P already he was like, man, should we, how did do you get an extra one? Do I get a replica? Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm just yeah, asking questions, ring, right? You're right. You're right. You got to study. Yeah. It's like studying, studying the wide receiver. You got to get all the information, gather information. Uh, yes, there's a lot of perks, bro. A lot of perks. And yeah. Man, it just, hey, hey, you know. One question I had for you, longevity. Like, man, you played a long time at a, a high level. Time. At a high level, always on the football field, not missing a snap. And we we're just competing. What was the keys to your success when you talk about longevity? Well, I, I can't tell you. I wouldn't ever give anybody the blueprint on what I did physically to to play for a long time because yeah, I don't. You I, I think it's unorthodox. Because what you do you you got to give us a little snippet. Mel problem. Blunt told us he ate rabbit, rabbits. <laughs> that's what Mel said. Bro, he ate rabbits up, for his tendons. Fair game. So absolutely. Um, you ate rabbits? No, no, I I didn't, but I oh. know people that did. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Mel yeah, said he yeah. ate rabbits. Anyway, I grew up in the country, so, you know, use your imagination there. Yeah. But anyway, bro, it, it's it's really, it, I, I didn't, I wasn't a workout warrior. You watch, you ask any of my teammates, I, I would go touch the weights and walk right out of that thing. I, I, I always felt like it was hindering me some way. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't go man. overboard with it. I was, I was a natural runner, you know. I, I really didn't start getting hurt. I got, I missed my first game after playing, playing 99 straight games in the league. Like, dang, that's when I missed my first one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Pat, same, same for you. It took you a while yeah. to miss your first game, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's I was just blessed. I mean, I knew how to take care of myself, but I didn't do anything extraordinary. Yeah. I, I had a different mentality. I obviously prepared, you know, studied. You know, I just played great. You know, that's that's yeah. my thing. Let me just yeah. play great, take care of my body as much as I need to. But it was really no perfect science behind it. I was just blessed, man. Man, that's crazy to see that, champ. That's the same thing that I do. Like, I'm not a weight room guy. I do some bands and do some stuff like that. But running, I run yeah. all day. Yep. So that's that's yep. that's good. That's good that uh that you had that same res- you know recipe as well. Because I literally I do the same thing. Right. So that that's that's big right there. Yep. Keep it simple. Yep. Keep it simple, baby. Hey. So uh, did you have did you ever have any regrets you know after leaving the game you, you know anything that you wish you could have done better any relationship that you could have you know amended was there any any regrets leaving the game when you left the game no I think I think uh uh now I'm more satisfied than maybe seven years ago when I left okay but 
you know, you always wish you could have won the championship. You know, that yeah. was my last game losing. So, right. you know, you always wish you could have been a better teammate or, mm-hmm. you know, found out, a, found out a way to extend my career or any kind. You know, there's always little things that you wish. But when I reflect now, I'm like, damn, there's a whole new world out here mm-hmm. that I'm exposed to in a different way. Like I got time to really pay attention. So mm-hmm. there's other things that interest me now. It's not just football. It doesn't just dominate my brain anymore. No, I right. never realized how much I was buried in football. Right. Although I got a lot out of it, mm-hmm. man, I missed a lot too. So yeah, it's just I'm just glad to be able to have a same mind, same body. Mm-hmm. Everything feels good. Functioning one surgery my whole life. Man, I'm yeah. I'm great, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Tim, I don't know if you know, but the number one selling jersey in the National Football League is Tim Tebow, number 85. You should go get you one. Why are you surprised? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I didn't know if you knew, right? That was, that uh, was and you were the only in Jacksonville, too, probably. Yeah, the yeah. number one selling jersey, you know what I mean? It's Tim Tebow, and you were a part of T- Tebow Mania in 2011. Right. Uh, when you guys got lucky and beat the Steelers on that crazy, we don't even talk about that. But all of what you want. No, yeah, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna pass that. But how crazy <laughs> was that experience in 2011? And do you believe he got a fair shot in the National Football League? And I granted, you know, the biggest story was Tim signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars, which surprised everybody. But how, how you know, how big was that experience? And do you believe he got a fair shot when he was in the National Football League the first time? Uh, yeah, I do think he got a fair shot. I think. Um... You got to think the situation that propelled him to start was because we sucked, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, would he have start if we were eight and one or whatever, or five? Yeah. I can't remember what we, how many, how far we were in the season, but I mean, he, he came in and did some great things, but we all knew our defense was playing top five level at that mm-hmm. time. So we were balling. So we gave him every opportunity to get back in the game. So don't get me wrong, the guys, I mean, he's infectious, great leader. I mean, I, I love his preparation. But I grew up with a lot of guys like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just didn't have enough athletic ability to play football. He has a lot of great qualities, but he's just not an NFL quarterback. Hence right. him playing tight end now, which mm-hmm. is probably, I think his ego I I hate to say that because I love the guy. I mean, he's a great guy. But I think something about him wanting to play quarterback so bad disabled him from getting a chance to play tight end, at least at a younger age. Like, you're in your Mm -hmm. 30s now. You try to go out here and push around some young 20-something-year-olds. Like, eh, I mean, maybe. (laughs) But I I don't see how he has a really good shot of making a team. Now, there's a lot that's in his favor. Hometown. Your coach. Yeah, coach. Yep. Yes. Uh, so it's a lot of sticky points there. So, mm-hmm. but I think he should have made that move years ago when he yeah, kept trying to force himself yeah. to be a quarterback. And so, 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 Champ, well, with you being away from Denver for, I believe, about eight years now, do you still keep up with, uh, with I guess, with the organization as far as their draft picks and things like that? Because they, they just picked up Patrick so Fan, the second, who dad played in the pros. And there was some um, some criticism of that pick. What do you think about that selection? Well, I, I addressed that in real time. I, think, I, fact, I thought it was a great pick. Yeah, I, I thought pick. it was a, a steal, to be honest. No I doubt mean, about like, it. This guy, <laughs> this guy, since he showed up at Bama, was a baller. So, right. Mm-hmm. And he has the size. He has the pedigree. 
Mm-hmm. What else are you looking for? Like exactly. corners are hard to come by. And you like, need corners. <laughs> you need them because <laughs> well, what's going to happen late training camp? Everybody looking for corners. Yeah, right? question. So, and don't forget the team you're chasing. Kansas City got number track runners. Is that got a four by one relay team? So you better have enough corners. They got Kyle Fuller. Yep. Uh, Ronald Darby. Sertan, you get Callahan if if Callahan can stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, the secondary for Denver, I mean that competition at the cornerback. I'm talking for Denver. Yeah, Denver. You got Kyle yeah. Fuller. Yeah. Ronald Darby, Sertan, Callahan, and I think they, they what was a kid from Iowa they drafted? Um, uh, uh, um, I forget his Michael, name. Michael. Uh, o- is it, is o- it Michael? Oja Don't get me saying. I think it's Mudiay. If I'm not mistaken. So they got they got some they got they, they got a lot of depth. So I I, I love the move as well. So yeah, yeah, I do too. I mean, I think it's a great move. I, you know, yeah, it gets criticism because it's not a sexy pick, but right. it's Shit. like picking an offensive tackle at that. And Man. like if they're great, you better get them. They're hard oh, yeah. to come by. So no doubt about I love the pick. Yeah. Yep. Last and question I, for you. Matter of fact, I do keep up with the Broncos, but keep in mind there's only one guy on that team that I played with. And that's Von Miller. I everybody right. else is gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All new faces. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all new faces, bro. Last question for you. We're going to transition to the superlative part of this show. Speaking of the Denver Broncos, you know, over the last few weeks since the draft, when Aaron Rodgers made it known he does not want to return to Green Bay, the Denver Broncos have been a team that has been in that conversation with Aaron Rodgers. You know, do you think that would happen? And if so, what would that do? For the organization, I mean, it's a big push for the organization. I think you, we all know how valuable that position is, and if you don't mm-hmm. have a good one, you know you don't have a good one. Like, hey, it, hey Herm no Edwards said, if you don't have a quarterback, <laughs> the football field is 150 <laughs> yards. Yes, you'll never get down it. it it's it just like you'd be punting all day. Right. Play field I'm telling it's, you that you yeah. gotta have a quarterback that can move the chains, and he would change it because. For one, we all know, man, Green Bay is a good organization, mm-hmm. but so mm-hmm. is Denver. You put right. a good player like that in a on a team like that, hence Peyton Manning, you're going to win a championship. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, you, you're going to have or at least give yourself a chance. You're going to have opportunities, yeah, for sure. Yeah, right now, we're relying on a great defense, and hopefully the offense is better. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what they're dealing with right now, young talent on the offense, especially at the skill position. Got to get the quarterback short up, man. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Best thing Herm said, boy, that yeah, field is 150 so yards. <laughs> That's so real. I never heard that one. <laughs> I never heard that one either, but boy, I said, boy, you dead on with that, coach. <laughs> All right, so champ, we're going to transition to the superlative part of our show. Rapid fire questions, honest, unbiased answer. This is an up-tempo offense, so you're not huddling. And they coming out flush, set, four wide receivers, one running back, and they throwing the football. First question for you, top five corners ever. You can choose to include yourself or exclude yourself, but okay. top five ever, top five. Any corners. order? Any order? Any order. Yeah. If you, no, if you want to, you know, no, you, you press, you give no, no, Pat P, no, don't let him off the hook because he already <laughs> said he want to get up there and play bump and run. Number one, two, pressure. three, four, five. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to start with five. I'm going to go, this is rapid fire. So I'm going to go Daryl Green. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna go. Uh, well, y'all killing me here. Um, let me go. Uh, Charles Woodson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just a DB. 
right corner. He's he balling too. No question. Um, yeah, no question. Let me let me go. Uh, Rob Wilson. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna go to the late great Willie Brown, Ooh. just because I saw a lot of his tape balling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course Prime number one. Yeah. I'm gonna leave myself okay. out of this. Okay, that's good. That's good. our list is what about the same. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. So I know I know I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> our list was about the same. I think uh, I think I had Mill instead of uh, Willie Brown. No, and I, I had your you... other ones, and I had I had the fight between Champ and Charles. That's why that's why I didn't give no order. Yeah, you ain't yeah. getting no order. I, can't. <laughs> I had I had Champ in mind too. Yeah. I had Mill. I had Prime. I had Rod Woodson. And I had and we had Rod. Yeah. We both had and, Rod. And I had what? And I had Charles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, so Pat, you got the next one. We on it. We on it. Uh, the your uh the <clears throat> biggest receiver rivalry of your career. Ooh. Rivalry. Yeah. Oh, man, I had some, man, you know, I'm going to go back to my early days. Uh, Amani Toomer with the Giants. Okay. Oh, yeah, you see him Big twice a year. Strong. Yeah, you used to have to say twice <laughs> a year. And, and the reason I bring him up, you know, obviously a guy you never hear about, but he was just tough, not fast. He just knew how to just create a little bit of room. And Kerry Collins would just sling it in there. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like, it was a battle, man. It, mm-hmm. You know, it was a slugfest. It was one of those games, man. Because you got to think, they had Tiki Barber running back. Mm-hmm. Tiki Barber was a beast. One of the yeah. most underrated running. I don't know yeah. if any one of y'all played against him. No, I didn't. Man, <laughs> I ain't man. played against Tiki. I don't think I did. Tough, bro. Like, underrated. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you think he's a small back, but he's thick. Yeah. But, yeah, I got to say Imani too, man. I'm, I'm going okay. to go that's, back okay. to somebody. That's definitely that's a good one. one. Yo, that's yeah. a good one. Last question for you. Most impressive thing. You saw Peyton Manning do while playing in Denver, while he was with you in Denver. Most oh, the, 50, the 55 touchdowns. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back. The 55 touchdowns and the seven touchdowns in the opener. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh yeah. Like, who was a tight end who he put on that game? Thomas? Uh, uh, Thomas. Uh, Julius Thomas. Yeah. Man, Julius Thomas. Julius went crazy that Got game. him paid, too. Jacksonville gave him a nice, handsome ransom. Yes, sir. <laughs> was that game against Kansas City? Paid. That seven touchdown game? Uh, it was against Kansas City. No, that was uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, because Baltimore had just won a championship, right? I think so. And yeah. they were supposed to play at home, but they came to y'all. That's right. Yeah. I, that sound right. Hold on. That, it was it a is. Thursday night. Yeah, and it was the first so. team. The Orioles had it. Uh, yep. At their stadium. That's yeah, right. it, it was. Mm-hmm. Dang, boy. Seven touchdowns. You on the sideline, like, man. And they had beat them. They remember uh, they beat them that, the year before in the playoffs. For Baltimore to win the um to went yep. to go to the um to the third round yeah that's right in Denver they beat y'all in, in Denver. Denver yeah my man my man Raheem Moore oh. man I don't know what he was thinking man yeah. uh, from UCLA <laughs> I'm you, man he just misjudged the ball you got think no we're in Denver oh with that altitude too bro that ball just carried because we yeah. all thought it was coming short too by the way we were standing right like I'm on the other side of the field but I see it. Right, and I'm thinking he's okay, but it just kept going, and then you see yeah. Jacoby just start running like even yeah. faster. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it just, no, it, I mean, I never seen that stadium so quiet in my life. Oh my like, god, yeah, it was the Where's quietest you? I ever seen that stadium. And it makes it so bad, man. He was throwing some lollipops that whole game too. He just was throwing it. Up. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. hungry that day because we beat them earlier that year. Yeah, I mean, in Baltimore, we embarrassed mm-hmm. them. It was pretty bad. <laughs> and they were ready. 
They were ready. And that, speaking uh, of that, runs, man, Joe Flacco had one. That was one hell that of a playoff, playoff run. run that year. He did. He did. That's yeah. point. That got him paid, mm-hmm. too. Get it to him. Yep. Got him paid. Hey, well, champ, man, definitely a pleasure having you on the show, All Things no Covered, Pat Peterson, Brian McFadden, man. This, man. This, this was a treat. My pleasure, man. No doubt about it. I'm here for y'all. <laughs> y'all ever need something, man, I'm here, man. Man, Don't we appreciate away. it. Yes, sir. Appreciate hey. it, champ. Pat P, take care of them legs, baby. I will. I trust me. I'm now I'm in this new building in Minnesota. They got all these damn stairs everywhere, so I take the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I don't blame you, bro. I don't, I, hey, hey, young boys. Let... Young boys ask me, man, I say, P, the, the uh, knee's just on the second floor. I say, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna they take don't it know lift. every step counts, bro. No every doubt step. about it. <laughs> all right, take care of yourself, fellas. Thanks again to Champ Bailey. And thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure to follow and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back soon where you can expect all things to be covered.